Long story short, three hours later, I was permanently banned from that pet clinic. Welcome to Stand Up Stand Up, presented by IT Misfits. This is where tech professionals and comedy intersect daily in your new favorite stand-up meeting. Each episode has two parts, a roundtable discussion on an IT topic, and then an open source open mic, where each comic shares or works on a stand-up comedy bit. At the end of the week, we perform our final crafted bit. Just like any good stand-up meeting, we try to make these short and valuable. Hopefully, this brings a smile to your day, gives you something to think about, and most importantly, gives you something funny you can share with other IT professionals. All right, well, with me today are my fellow misfits, Tim Stevens, Matt Campisi, and Samuel Hernandez. I'm Jerry Black, let's get into it. The quote for today is, you cannot manage time, you actually only manage what you do during time. So the management issue is not so much about time, it's more about how you manage your focus and how you manage your actions and your activities in terms of what you do. And that is David Allen. And I'll be talking about David Allen's process uh, today. Uh, this week, we're talking about time management. And today, I'll be sharing my thoughts about David Allen and the GTD getting things done process. But before we get into that, let's do some open source comedy. All right, we're going to start with Matt today. Matt Campisi coming to the open mic stage. Am I pausing for five seconds? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was my bit, the, the long, uncomfortable pause, and you laugh about it because it's so uncomfortable. Thank you for this opportunity. Happy Monday. Going to be working on a bit this whole week, starting it off with a little rough. Need everyone's feedback. So scientists just recently announced uh, what is the most annoying noise to a human and it's the drones, you know, the drones that the kids are flying around the neighborhood, or it's the mailman gunning it between stop uh, mailboxes. Like whatever happened to your home is your castle. That's the place where it's quiet. It's your sanctuary. And before COVID, I thought it was, but now working from home is like living next door to a military base. Ugh. That's a good lead in a good start to a bit and probably a lot to build from. Um, I want to let you guys know, I am starting a new relationship and I know that's a lot in that's new news for you guys. I don't want to belabor the point. I'm going to break up with Siri and Alexa and I'm moving in with chat GPT. No. Hmm. What's amazing to me is when you change relationships like this, you realize what you were missing from the previous relationship, but you didn't know until you were in that new one. So my new relationship, I call her GP Tina, by the way. She listens to me, but she doesn't interrupt me. She, she only talks when I want to talk. She doesn't keep asking me if I want to go shopping with her because something's on sale and it's a special purchase in the past. If you have both Siri and Alexa in your life, like most of us do, you essentially are in a relationship with the Kim and Khloe Kardashian of AI. Like, Ooh. hey, do you want to go shopping? No, I, I don't want to go shopping. Oh, do you want to listen to music? No, I, I don't want to listen to music right now either. You remember how like two weeks ago you were like working out, but right now you're not working out. So don't you think you should be like working out some more? Seriously? Oh, seriously? Did you call me? I'm sorry. Did you call me? I'm Siri. I'm Siri. Did you call me? No. Oh my God. I'm going to go get in the car 
and I'm going to just drive away. Oh, well, I could be with you in the car. Would you like me to be with you in the car? No, I'm leaving. Now it's like I'm in a relationship with Neil deGrasse Tyson. And he just talks to me whenever I want to talk to him. And it's glorious. I, well, I call him someone, DNT. So for me, he's just DNT. Okay. You know, you got chat GPT and I got DNT in my life. So, all right, uh, Tim, you're up next. Any pet owners out there? Yeah. Yeah. I re- and I, I recently became a pet owner for the first time. I took my pet into the pet clinic to get his first rabies shot. Long story short, three hours later, I was permanently banned from that pet clinic. Um. When I approached the front desk, I was trying to connect with the lady behind the desk. And I asked her how she was doing. She gave me this short answer, didn't make eye contact. So I let it get to me and I snapped at her. I told her, listen, if you're not nice to me, the next time I come in, I'm going to come in with a bag of grapes and I'm going to sprinkle them all over the ground and you'll be responsible for what happens thereafter. Fast forward, I'm checking out, I'm paying for this shot that I gave my dog. And Again, I wanted to connect with this lady. I felt like we, we've just got to make things right before I leave. That's just the type of person I am. So there was a candle that was lit on the desk. And I didn't know what it was for. But I, I told her, I was like, listen, that candle smells really good. Is that a Yankee candle? No. I don't <laughs> and again, no eye contact, just a grunt. So I got upset again, and I blew out the kid. <laughs> You're right. Anyway, an hour later, I get a letter, email from the clinic stating that I have disrespected the sanctity of, of pet lives, and I am not welcome back at that clinic again. So my question right. for you guys is, do, do enough people know about the candle to get that joke? No, what's the candle? Uh-uh. Is there really candles at a clinic? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Or the it's brand the Yankee. So, hey, yeah, maybe I need to switch this up. The candle, when you go into a pet clinic and there's a candle on the desk and it's lit, yeah. that means uh, owners are in the back saying what? goodbye to their pets. Oh, shit. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Oh. I thought that was universal. You're, you might want to um, explain that. <laughs> Yeah, or a, a family comes out crying. You're like, dude, I just blew out the candle. Like, calm down. Like, we light it. <laughs> well, I was, I was, I was thinking. Uh, you guys seen the movie Dumb and Dumber? I'll make this quick. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a part of the movie where they kill the owl with yes. the cork. Yeah. yeah. So I was thinking, I blow the candle out. Like everything in the pet clinic and the waiting room is kind of, it's it's calm, but it's kind of chaotic, right? There's pets everywhere. They're whining. They're crying. They're scratching. And then when I blow the candle out, like there's nothing. Like, everyone's just super quiet. And then I'm like, yeah, this party just died. Let's get out of here, Rufus. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's all I got, guys. All right. Uh, Well, great. Great work, everybody. Um, So this week, we're talking about time management. And I personally um, have used uh, David Allen's (laughs) Getting Things Done for uh, big parts of my career. Now, uh, everything is a project. 
And so in getting things done, you he really emphasizes that. The other thing that he emphasizes is that everything needs a start with the end in mind approach. And so uh, it's important as IT professionals, I think those two things are really important. Everything is kind of a project that we do, even if it's small, if there's multiple steps in it, it's a project. And starting with the end in mind, so many projects, people aren't clear about what they're actually trying to achieve and getting clarity on that makes the rest of the process work. Your memory, he kind of goes into your memory is fallible and your brain knows it. So it reminds you of things it to, to keep them at the top of the list. But when you have so many things like we all do, it just keeps reminding you and it, it, it drives you crazy. So the, my mom always said she has a photographic memory, but there's no film left in the camera. And if you were to look at it like if your brain is a computer, long-term memory is storage. But and we have a lot of capacity, but we are really bad at indexing tables. So think of it that way. So when now your mind is, is for having ideas, not holding them in there, but if it doesn't feel confident in the ability to, um, that, that you've got them stored somewhere, then it'll just start reminding you of them over and over. It's good at solving puzzles, terrible at keeping all of that stuff structured in your brain. So the five-step GTD process really involves capture, clarify, organize, reflect, and engage. And the capture part is take everything, like literally it's a take everything from your desk, all the papers, all the stuff from your kind of office, stack them up and then work through them. And it's a whole process that's it's really intriguing. It's everything that he does is what's the next step. And it's really involved in that sort of what's the next step kind of process. But initially it's just capture it. And then all the stuff in your brain, write it down or type it into your um uh, into your, you know, whatever electronic, um, uh, uh, you know, note taking, and you really do dump like brain dump everything that's in there. And then, and you'll kind of start to organize into kind of projects sort of naturally it'll start to projects or to do's or little things or whatever. But when you get them all out and it, this is a clear your calendar and spend three to four hours doing this kind of thing. But the moment that you have kind of everything out of your brain and everything off of your desk, just collected, nothing done with it, is a moment of zen that you will know when you've hit it. It feels so different. And that's that first step, that capture step. Um, Then it's clarify, which is, okay, you're sort of organizing and structuring and organize and then reflect and engage. And the reflect really from his perspective is that um, what is that next step on each one of these items? You're kind of writing them down on on either pieces of paper or in your uh, digital notes, whatever works for you. But you then are taking each of these things and oh, um, you know, maybe on a a desk you have a, a car registration. Well, what's the next step is that car registration? Do you need to actually fill it out or is it, Oh, I just need to file this. So whatever it is, you write on it, or if it's a two minute or less activity, you just do it. And it becomes your inbox that you work through. 
And that inbox and all of those tasks and everything you have sitting out there, then he he gets into the concept of your you you instead of saying at 10 o'clock I'm gonna do this and at 11 o'clock I'm gonna do this, you have your calendar be set for meetings only, and then you contextualize everything else. And contextualization is things like if I'm at my computer, here's things I could be doing when I'm at my computer. And then here's things I could be doing if I'm doing errands. Here's things I could be doing and maybe at the grocery store. Or I have a list of things I need to talk to Tim about, and I just keep adding those to the context of Tim. And so you kind of have either tags or at symbols, whatever, however you can structure that, or folders full of things I need to talk to Tim about. And anytime you think of something you need to talk to Tim about, you don't go do it. You write it down, you you put it in your note uh, tracker or whatever, you put it in that folder so that when you're in the context of Tim, you can actually go, oh man, here's the things I needed to talk to him about. And you can tick them off as opposed to them just being in your brain. Oh, I got to remember and I forgot to, and that means I need to call him back and that sort of thing. And all of that is, in my mind, a great way to use a, a uh, not really a timekeeping solution. It's a, what is your focus at that moment? Free your mind up to have time to focus on those two or three things that really are critical for you for that day, for that week, whatever those are but you can't have that level of focus if your brain's not clear and you don't have things tracked so that your brain doesn't feel like it has to keep reminding you of them. That's at a really high level for me on that GTD. What, what do you guys, what questions do you have? What do you think? So the idea of batching things up like a batch job at night where, so Tim's one batch job, but uh, he's not prescribing how you manage that. Cause you said folders or notes. So yeah, no. he's just giving you, so there's no prescription on that, but it's the idea of batching things into like categories or like tasks. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And, and really he says contextualize. So in the context of Tim or in the context of in the car, in the context of calls I need to make context of in the computer at the computer or at my office or, or, or whatever those those major contexts for you are, then put them into that context. And so when next time I'm, uh, so in a, in a simple example, right? The um, uh, car registration, next time I'm sitting at my computer and wondering what are the million things I need to do, I pull up the context of computer and, and then you look at the tasks that are in there, folder, notebook, whatever, and you go, oh yeah, I need to, um, I need to do that car registration. And if you've not just thought that, but really dig into that, what is the next step? Well, the next step for the car registration in this example is I need to go online and I need to renew my car registration. So my next step is go online to this website and renew my car registration. Is that less than two minutes? Probably not. It might take you five to 10, right? Just to do all that whole process. Okay, then it goes in the context of at my computer, but I do a little bit of that research so that my next step is easy to do. That research being what's the website, maybe what's the VIN of the car, or I need to have this piece of paper with me when I do it. And so you have that kind of written out 
And just that, just take one task and do that, um, do that process for that task. And you'll, it's just amazing how even just that little one will be like, oh man, I do feel better. Like I know what I need to do on that one. And then picture that with projects at work and with tasks you've got to get done at work and, 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 and that next step thing is really key in that. It can't just be, oh, I got this project. Well, what's the next step on the project? Well, I need to talk to Matt. Okay. Do you need to schedule a meeting with Matt? Yeah. Then that's the next step. Schedule a meeting with Matt so that, well, when would you do that? At my computer? Okay. So your next step is at my computer, schedule a meeting with Matt. For that project, I know that's my next step. And then once, once you get into them, it will be it will become easier. And you're not trying to plan the whole project out. It's almost like a scrum. Like, here are the things I need to do that are blockers that are stopping me from making progress on this project. Today's stand-up to tomorrow's stand-up. Yeah. 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 What? So interesting. Um, I don't follow any kind of time management as prescribed like this. So this is amazing to me. The thing that strikes me is I get, no, sorry, I get the next step and I can see that that's powerful, but the organizing all that stuff, this seems like it's taking more time than it's saving. So that's the part that is interesting. Sure. Like, I yeah. feel like now I'm spending all this time using your idea of batching jobs or creating folders or creating notes of remembering Tim. Now I have to remember all my Tim stuff versus all my Jerry stuff versus my Samuel stuff. And then is that now almost a time sink in itself? So absolutely. It is one of those things you have to invest time in upfront. And like I said, even just the getting clear um, in your brain is a, is a, you know, a three, four hour half day, depending on how, what all you've got going on could be a full day's worth of holy mackerel. It took a long time. The getting things out of your brain takes a long time. Like, I mean, a long time in the context of a few hours, right? It's not something you do in 20 minutes and you're done. But it is that when you're able to do that and and then pivot to a, now my brain is clear and things are tracked, it is better. Absolutely, you have to find that balance between, wait a minute, this is, you know, like I'm I'm just... I'm spending so much time writing things down that I'm never actually doing the work. I'm never actually following up. And, and you've got to find that balance for you, uh, whatever that is. It's very, and it is difficult. Yeah, I like, I like the contextual side of it because a lot of times we're getting pulled in 50 different directions and having to, you know, having to context switch, you know, in, in my brain between all these different type of tasks becomes very inefficient and so yeah. if i can if i can batch as, as you guys mentioned as a handful of that like email okay i can sit down on my computer i've got an open slot between meetings i'm going to bang out a bunch of emails right because now i'm already in that flow and eventually that that third or fourth email i end up doing it faster because i'm already in that set of i'm already in that, in that mindset right uh you know things like right now i'm in the car like usually when i'm driving to arizona it's my call time. So I'll be on the phone for six hours, right? Um, because it's something that's easy for me to do. And so ha having that context for me, it's, it's almost like a, it's an efficiency thing. It's an optimization yeah. thing because yep. not having to go back and forth, that, that, that takes a lot of time and, and, and energy. For sure. Absolutely. And, and it, that context switching will also kill you when you're trying to focus on, when you're trying to use your brain for what it's good for, solve puzzles, get, you know, really 
really think strategically about what it is you're trying to do and then get to that nitty gritty of action. Where I struggled personally is the that getting to action side of the world. So it's great to get organized, but then it can actually be overwhelming when you look at all the crud that you've got to get done. And then you go, well, you almost like revert back to, no, never mind. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna wing it because you see the just the amount of work that you've got to get uh, squared away in order to get there. It it can be overwhelming. It isn't like like I said, it is a balancing act. But even if you could just contextualize a few of these things and then really think about those projects from the what's the what is perfect look like, what would amazing look like, and then get that down on either a piece of paper, documented you know, sort of out of your head, but somewhere where you go, yeah, that would be awesome. Cleaning a garage is generally the the um, the Good example reason. he uses. And so you go, well, I need to clean out my garage. We all probably need to clean out our garage, right? So you go, oh, I need to clean out the garage. Well, what what do you need to do to clean out your garage? And if you, you kind of just go, well, I mean, we need to get everything out of there first and I need to clean, then I need to blow it. Okay. And, and you kind of do those, I would say more, more like milestones. And then if you go, okay, I get the milestones for that one. I'm good. I don't need to dig into it further. But next time I get a few minutes, I'm going to come back to that project and I'm going to go down into the, what are the, you know, maybe some more action items. And then what would that next step be? And it's amazing when you get to, well, I probably need to buy boxes or storage because I can't really do anything else until I do that. All right. That's an errand. Next time you're out driving around, because we've all done this, went to Home Depot, forgot half the stuff I needed to get, got to go to Home Depot again. Now I'm frustrated. It's another 30, 45 minute trip and, and, and. Instead, it's, oh, that's on my errands or my Home Depot list or whatever. And you kind of go, okay, I, I, you know, I'm starting to get some structure around my life. It, in everything, there is, you find the balance. And then I would 100% say, but all of this is to get to a point personally where I can actually recognize and focus on a few things for the day that are going to make the difference on that project. One thing on a project that I can really focus on for an hour and a half or two hours is you will be miles ahead on that project because you were able to focus on it for two hours, get the other people lined up, get, you know, so I'm looking at it from a project management perspective, of course. Um, but it is, it is uh, surprising how much it being mm -hmm. able to get to that, where you can focus on that thing. And then the, the, just the value of focusing on that thing and getting other, uh, you know, getting, getting things lined up is, is really incredible. So. That's my I have to thank you because you diagnosed one of my mental issues where you talk about like your brain automatically keeps oh, reminding you. Always. And it's like it's and I didn't even think about it. like it's driving me insane not getting that out. So yeah. thank you, uh yeah. Dr. 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 Black. Well, it is actually it is David Allen's. That's his um his whole theory is your brain it knows you will forget, so it keeps reminding you. But if you put a process and a system in place that it can trust. And that's the key. It has to trust it. So if you do all of this and then you don't go back and check your lists and you don't go back within a week or two, you'll notice all of that. You'll, you'll know you're not doing it because all those things start 
hitting back in your brain and you're like, I, I'm just right back to where I was. And then That's you'll get frustrated. You never because, hit the snooze button. Yeah. Yeah. You, you will get frustrated with yourself because of it. And like I said, you, you got to find that balance, but I do think it is very helpful. So uh, with that said, thanks guys uh, for joining. I want to say thank you very much to my fellow misfits, Tim Stevens, Matt Campisi, Samuel Hernandez. My name's Jerry Black. Have a great day. That's it for today's stand-up meeting. Remember, this isn't just a podcast. It's a weekly process to find the fun. You are front row at the birth of any of this comedy. It's open source. So please feel free to share this with people that you work with. If you share something funny with other people, their day will be brighter and you'll be amazed at how much better your day is because of it. Thank you very much for being here. Have a great day.